Hi, this is Sarah Hagen Hudsmith again with some bonus material for the BOQ's first episode titled The Monument. Um, I just wanted to walk through Elizabeth Bishop's poem, The Monument, a little bit more. Um, it's a really great poem and sort of showcases, I think, a lot of the things we want this podcast to be. And I just wanted to bring your attention to the poem and sort of um, walk you through it. So here we go. The Monument by Elizabeth Bishop. Now, can you see the monument? Um uh, this is the first line of Elizabeth Bishop's poem, and I have in the margins of my book, Idiot Questioner. So Elizabeth Bishop starts this poem off by asking us a question, and it's brilliant, right? Now can you see the monument? Um, it's a way to engage the reader, right? We're like, oh, oh, do I see the monument? I don't know. Um and it's just a great way to draw us in and also turn us inward, right? Like we're now like, oh, there's a monument. Um, do I see it? No, I don't. But I'm primed now um, to see a monument, right? Um, the next line goes, it is of wood built something like a box. No, built like several boxes in descending sizes, one above the other. Um, so this is a great second line, right? So she asks us, hey, do you see this monument? It is of wood built like some, what, like a box. We're like, okay, cool, like, great, a box. Um, and then she tells us no. Oh, right? It sort of stops us. And it also, like, draws us in. Like, oh, it's not a box? Oh, it's lots of boxes. Okay. Um, I feel like at this point, you're completely hooked into the poem, right? She's asked you to see something. She's told you what to see. She's elaborated on it. In my margins, um, I have rhetorical device, considering how to say what you're about to say, establishing authority, right? She's a really great job of drawing us in, engaging us, um, making us want to read next and see what's going on, right? Absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, I think there's a whole body of work with idiot questioner lines out there in the poetry realm if you're not familiar or if you are familiar. Um, our program director at Seattle Pacific University's MFA program is Scott Cairns, and he actually has a poetry collection called The Idiot Psalms, and they ask a lot of great questions in that um, book. So um, Bishop is um, sort of doing what poet poets do is uh, and ask some good questions. All right, so back to the poem. Um, so we have boxes. They're in descending sizes, one above the other. Each is turned halfway round so that its corners point toward the sides of the one below, and the angles alternate. Then, on the topmost cube, is set a sort of fleur-de-lis of weathered wood, long petals of board pierced with odd holes, four-sided, stiff, ecclesiastical. Um, so... She helps us see this monument, right? The details in here are very mathematical, which I um, enjoy. Um, and uh, like if you can just vision it, right, there's all these boxes stacked and um, they're sort of rotated. So if you looked down like bird's eye view, they would probably make like a Star of David, you know, how you when you turn squares on its side or mini, uh, just a mini sided star, right? Like they're all sort of turned in some ways. And um, my notes in the margin say play so I think uh this playing with boxes is a interesting thing to think about there's word play going on um 
I think we're also just supposed to take this in stride, <laughs> um, uh, this structure and trying to figure out how it was built. Um, and I love that she uh, ends this description with the word ecclesiastical. Um, that sort of makes you stop and pause. And um, when I read the word ecclesiastical, um, I think of a bishop's hat, right? I don't know. Like, I mean, the structure, like the fleur-de-lis and it's sort of like these weird holes and stuff. I don't know. You just see this like random, solemn, uh, not necessarily holy. Holy is not a, 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 like authoritative object, right? Like a solemn like thing that stands stiffly and exerts power or, or, or something. So um, there's some interesting things she's doing um, describing this monument. Um and she does a really good job of just drawing us in and making us feel like we're right there describing the monument with her. And um, that is uh, uh, really skillful. Um, so I'm going to skip down a little bit um, and just keep talking about different aspects of this poem and hoping that you're sort of being drawn in and I'll connect different things sort of at the end. So um, skip a couple lines. The monument is one-third set against a sea, two-thirds against a sky. The gear, the view is geared, that is, the view's perspective, so low that there is no far away, and we are far away within the view. Um, so this is good. We're getting more details. Um, we're settling more into place, right? We can see that the monument, one-third, is set against the sea. Maybe it's a dark navy sea. Maybe there are white caps. Maybe it's calm. Maybe it's a little rough. You know, and then we have a sky. Maybe there are clouds. Maybe there are birds in the sky. Um, you know, we sort of have some perspective, right? And we can sort of see this monument in there. And um, there's some really interesting geospatial reasoning here i don't know if you struggle with geospatial reasoning but i definitely have always had to work on it and i'm a former math teacher but what i think is here is we either see the boxes descending so that like we're sort of drawn to a low point so it doesn't look far away but it is far away i don't know this is a really um dense thing it's also brilliant i have a star <laughs> by it in my notes um because uh she is like playing with so many things in these few lines um uh right so there's the view like there's the literal view that we're seeing of this monument with the perspective against the sea and the sky and then there's also this view of us as the readers and she's playing with this idea of what is far away right like the monument is far away right from us if we pretended we were on this um beach there's sand later on well we're on the sea we can see, we can assume sand right but there's also this sense of like where's the reader the writer the speaker of the poem like are we close are we far away um anyway she's getting so low right that we're right there with her even though we're spanning time across time and space and um i call this sort of the mise-en-scene or mise-en-abime um to random literary terms from my uh, previous life as a French lit major, um, right? This is sort of capturing what she's trying to do in this poem, right? That she's playing with distance, right? And, and she's trying to make it almost disappear in a lot of ways. And, and po a lot of poems do this, right? Their, their purpose is to bring us into a particular moment in time, to a particular space, 
and allow us to exist there even though we're in completely different places, right? <laughs> right? You're in your car or on your sofa. I'm in my home office and yet we're connecting across time and space, um, which is just, yeah, humans are obsessed with time and space. There are probably a ton of articles that talk about man or woman or humankind's obsession with time and space and trying to manipulate it. And here in a poem is one way we can. We can. And um, anyway, she does a really brilliant job of bringing that in. Um, I have a note to the side that says the way to a normity is through the particular. I'm not going to claim that. I'm pretty sure it was our program director, um, Scott Cairns, who said that. Um, we read uh, Elizabeth Bishop's poems for our last uh, for my last residency uh, in the program. Um, and so I'm pretty sure that's who said it first. So you can get in contact with him if you have more questions. But yeah, you know, um, just to keep playing with that, right? We have this particular monument. It's set up against uh, the sea and the sky, right? Two enormous things, two things that are like impossible to capture almost, right? And we're being, we're able to engage with them, right and their enormousness we're able to engage in time and space through the particulars of words on a piece of paper right um this is sort of the i call it the mise en abine the mise en scene right this is the sort of the big literary echo of like what art is supposed to do and how it how it does it um anyway i'm gonna keep going there's some more beautiful lines of poetry that you can get into and I could get into and you could write a dissertation about but I'm going to skip sort of to the last stanza or it's actually a pretty long stanza the last break in the poem and just keep expounding on sort of some of these themes I've already talked about and, and hopefully you are in this poem and are looking it up and sort of reading through it and bringing your own attention to it um and um, I'm hope I'm just sort of guiding you through what I think is sort of interesting and important to say. All right, so last stanza. It is an artifact of wood. Wood holds together better than sea or cloud or sand could by itself. Much better than real sea or sand or cloud. Oh, another really great line. All right, so we're talking, or we've talked about the way to enormity is through the particular and like, um, What's so interesting, right, is she draws us back to the the matter, like, right, back to a particular space, a particular moment in time, to this monument. It's an artifact of wood, right? Wood holds better together. Um, what's funny is, like, it exists, right? We're talking about matter, something that exists, but we don't know if it exists. It exists in our mind right now, right? We all hopefully collectively have... A monument in our head it's existing there in our head hopefully it exists in the real world somewhere right you hope that bishop or whomever she's writing about is you know saw an actual monument like this hopefully it actually exists in matter but we don't know right it's existing in our head that's um and it's holding better to get or it's holding together better and you know it's so hard to capture the sea or cloud or sand but we can engage with it when we have something to focus on right when we have this monument in front of it to focus in on and um you know we can smell the sea 
right? Or feel the sand beneath our toes, between our toes. And you can sort of see cloud patterns happening about um, passing by this monument, right? And it's again, this way to enormity, right? The sea's enormous um, through like a particular object made of wood, right? That's, um, and the next line says it chose that way to grow and not to move. And, um, oh, I just love this poem. So to get into it, right? So these other things are supposed to be moving, right? They're always moving. You cannot make them stand still. You cannot capture them. Like they will go through, water will just go right through your hands. There's no way to make them permanent. Like they're always, always changing. And and it's like life, right? Um, here's where I'm going to insert myself, right? Life is always moving. We can't stop it. <laughs> it's going to keep going. And yet we can make it stand still just a little bit in a poem right we can freeze this moment of time we can create space to sort of enter into it with a literary artifact right uh you know wood right uh it's growing that way and it's not moving right um the poem does not change this is the same poem hopefully that's been read throughout the ages maybe there have been some tweaks um, but again, here's just this image of what art and poems and words and writing can do. They can be a way to capture stuff that is always moving, but but allow us to enter into it and sort of recreate it or connect with it. All right, I'm almost done. Um, I'm going to keep reading this stanza. Um, the monument's an object, yet those decorations, carelessly nailed, looking like nothing at all, Give it away as having life and wishing, wanting to be a monument, to cherish something. The crudest scroll work says commemorate, while once each day the light goes around it like a prowling animal, or the rain falls on it, or the wind blows into it. It may be solid, it may be hollow. The bones of the artist prince may be inside or far away on even drier soil, but roughly, but adequately, it can shelter what is within which after all cannot have been intended to be seen. It is the beginning of a painting, a piece of sculpture, or poem, or monument, and all of wood. Watch it closely. So again, um, laying down thick sort of this conversation Bishop is having with us, but not actually having with us, um, right? Um, here's this wooden structure, right? There's this monument. Why was it built? Who built it? what's inside of it right like are these boxes solid or empty but what was what was driving somebody to build this very physical object it's supposed to be commemorating something it's seeking to cherish something and again this is playing on the themes of what um art and literature try to do right they're trying to capture what cannot be intended to be seen or what you can't necessarily see right and they're um sheltering deeper questions of the human experience within. And it's our job to slow down, to enter in, ask questions, look at the details, um, wrestle with what it is the speaker or protagonist or characters are experiencing um, to sort of get a sense of, of the deeper things inside. Um, uh, I think I could go a little bit deeper in with that and hopefully you're sort of capturing what I'm trying to communicate but um this uh this poem is just great I think at ex sort of explaining without explaining right what what we do when you when you try to build something and that's what my uh 
scribbled note at the top of the poem says how you build something, right? How you use the particulars, right? You use form, you use structure, you use description, you use dialogue, right? All these like things you have to craft in a story or a piece or in a poem um, to get to some of the deeper things, right? Um, to, to give life in a way or to explain life. Like in some ways it's just about capturing things in life that just go by so quickly and yet are enormous and we need we need to enter into them but we don't know how so we need art to sort of be that space and and that's sort of what we want to do here in this podcast we want to um, showcase artists work um, from the MFA program Um, we want to walk you through how to enter into pieces and ask questions and wrestle with the questions that um, the characters and narrators of Uh, the writing are wrestling with and just creating space to sort of experience uh life um yeah to be dramatic um so i appreciate you listening um please subscribe comment engage uh be in touch Uh, we want this to be a place where you can just get in uh and uh pay attention um thanks for listening